For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome to the WREL Daily Download. I'm Amanda Lamb. In today's deep dive conversation with Ryan Bosesi, we're going to talk about the disturbing images from the videos released by Raleigh police regarding that mass shooting in October. Welcome to the program, Ryan. Can you first begin by just briefly recapping what you know about what happened on October 13th that was on and near the News River Greenway in Raleigh just off of Osprey Cove Drive? Well, it was around 5.15 when uh, someone called to 911 about a person shot in the 6,000 block of Osprey Cove Drive there in East Raleigh. Uh, And we eventually learned that five people died. Uh, This was a mass shooting. Uh, One of the people was a Raleigh police officer. Uh, Some were found shot along the Noose River Greenway. Uh, A couple others were found shot outside their homes. Um, Of the two people that were injured, one was a Raleigh police officer, Casey Clark, um, who was released from the hospital. Uh, He was shot in the knee. Um, And a male juvenile suspect who we later learned was 15-year-old Austin Thompson. He was arrested around 937 that night. And Raleigh Police, State Highway Patrol, and Wake County deputies all responded Uh, And the roads in and around that neighborhood there in East Raleigh were uh, closed for for several uh, several hours. And I think a lot of people uh, watched this unfold on TV. They watched it unfold online. And seven weeks later, Raleigh police released three officer body camera videos, and, and they start after the shooting and at the point where the officers are trying to get the suspect. They've tracked him. Uh, they had the Highway Patrol helicopter up. They had canines out. Uh, they had ATVs. They were driving through the woods. And one of the things they did release was this 12-minute kind of a compilation clip of what happened. So take me to the scene, the very beginning of this video. W- what are the officers doing? How does it begin? So the video um, starts out with some captions that kind of give you a background of you know, uh, and some context of what's going on at that point in time. The video shows about a five-minute period of time, around 6.45, which at that point was about 90 minutes after they got the call. And the video takes place in a barn adjacent to a home on McConnell Oliver Drive. And that's about two miles from that, the scene. That's two miles from the, the scene of where they responded to initially. Yes. And they, I think they had a sighting or tip that he'd been running down a certain road, and that's what led them to this yes. location. Yes, uh-huh. And officers followed like a canine track where they kind of cross into a fenced yard in a very wooded area, and there appears to be like a barn or a garage type shed type structures, um, two of which I saw um, in the video. And there, as you said, there's several miles from the home where he lived, and about 90 minutes after the 911 call, near I-540 at this point. And and the the tone, because I watched the video too. I mean, to me, it seems like they're being very professional. They're doing their job. But there's not a necessary urgency. They don't know for sure that he's there. They're just following some leads at this point. Right. And you can hear in the dialogue between the officers and deputies at that point, uh, I hear one guy say, you know, guys, we're getting a little tired, but we got to keep walking because if he keeps going, he's beating us. 
and they felt like they were on a track. They felt pretty confident in that they were headed on the right path. And I think the, the verbiage I heard was let's push. So, you know, they continued that to follow that canine track and enter that fenced in area. And, and, and pretty quickly, I don't mean to interrupt you, but like three minutes in, does that sound yeah, right? Yeah, three minutes in. About three minutes into that, again, very professional. We're just keeping, we're pushing, we're going to find this guy. There are gunshots. Tell me about that. Well, about three minutes in, they get a pretty good sense after they get into that fenced area that that he's he, there's a chance he's hiding in one of those buildings on the property. Um, you know, about the uh, light, you see a light shine into the garage shed type building where the, and then gunfires exchange. Um, you hear, I think the last thing Officer Clark says is these lights are on and then he reacts to, to being shot in the leg. Um, and there's a lot of gunfire. I yeah. mean, it's pretty rapid fire coming. You can't really tell where it's coming from. I mean, you see it coming you, from a couple of the officers. Yeah, you can see that it's really chaotic there for a few moments. But Officer Clark is hit, and the officers and deputies are very prompt and professional in you know, taking him to safety, and they drag him kind of behind another building and kind of, so he can kind of have some... Some some, some uh, distance, some distance, and some shield from you know getting shot again, and at the same time they're able to you know uh, keep going, keep going, yeah. and kind of focus on on you know some people are focusing on helping him and getting him a tourniquet and you know ad, you know adhering to his injuries as well as still focusing on you know on the, the, suspect. the suspect. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think the thing that really moved me about that. I, I don't know that I've ever seen video from the body camera of an officer who's mm-hmm. been shot. It definitely and puts survived. New, yeah, it right. definitely put, puts it in a new light when you hear the when you hear the camera. You see the camera go down, and then like he, the camera just you know has that vantage point of looking out right. from his leg. And you can hear him talking. I mean, he's he's alert. Yeah. He's he's injured, but he's talking and he's being attended to. And I don't know that just to me, I think was pretty powerful to see that. Um, We will be right back after the break with more from Ryan on what happened next, how authorities were able to get the suspected shooter into custody, and what his condition was at the time. Are you struggling to get a good night's sleep? Look no further than Parkway Sleep. For 20 years, we have been your locally owned and operated sleep center. I'm Brandon Giggling, president of Parkway Sleep Health Centers. Did you know that people are waiting a staggering six to eight months for a sleep study at other sleep labs? At Parkway, we understand the importance of your sleep needs. That's why we offer openings within weeks, not months, saving you time. Don't let sleepless nights take over your life. Visit us today at parkwaysleep.com. Parkway Sleep Health Centers. Sound sleep, sound health. Are you ready to buy or sell your home? The Jim Allen Group is a nationally recognized and award-winning real estate team in the Triangle, dedicated to providing exceptional service to meet your needs. With the latest insights and expert market knowledge, they'll make your home buying and selling journey as smooth as possible. Don't wait. Head over to JimAllen.com and start your next move today. That's JimAllen.com. The Jim Allen Group. Your partner in real estate. Welcome back to the WREL Daily Download. I'm talking with WREL digital writer Ryan Busesi about new released police video in the Raleigh mass shooting in October. So before the break, Ryan, we're talking about how the authorities had cornered the suspect, who we later learned was 15-year-old Austin Thompson, in a barn in Wake County. Gunshots were exchanged, and at this point, the suspect's in the barn. An officer is on the ground. He's been shot. 
what goes on next? I mean, the first few minutes were chaotic, and then they're kind of, I guess, planning for for what are we going to do here, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, So after the exchange of gunfire, the officers established a perimeter to keep the suspect contained in that building for the safety of of anyone who is nearby. I think they were on like a landowner's property. Um, And due to concerns about, you know, the nature of weapons he possessed at that time, I think they had had reports that he had multiple firearms. I think he had a knife on him. Um, they were possible, uh, in a 911 call, someone reported that he might have hand grenades. So at that point, they obviously don't have, they don't know for sure what weapons he has, but they have to proceed extremely cautiously. And the I-540 is nearby as well. So they're proceeding with all those things in mind. It looks like, you know, as we mentioned earlier, they were very supportive, you know, tended to uh, Officer Clark's injuries in a very prompt uh, manner. Yeah, and, and that was pretty um, dramatic too. Like they're they're... They're paying attention to the barn, but at the same time, they're paying attention to the officer. They keep checking in with him, asking him how he is, making sure he's getting you know the proper help, and they're making a plan to get him out because they need to get him out. They need to get him medical attention. But those are difficult situations because you have uh, you can't bring an EMS to a, to an active shooter scene. Right. So they were they were trying to figure out how to do that. Um, and I did, I, I did feel like that was pretty remarkable. Just watching these officers going, "Are you okay? Are you okay? Okay," and then focusing back on the barn. Um, and again, we don't have all this video yet, but you know, we do know they put up drones. Uh, they sent in some kind of robotics to try and and see what the situation was, because, like you said, he could have had explosives. Um, they didn't know how much ammunition he had, so there were a lot of questions at that point. Um, and I think one of the things that I was also, um, you know, paid attention to was they were really concerned about him getting out of that barn, right? Mm-hmm. Talk about that. I mean, what kinds of things were they saying? They they wanted to make sure every, the perimeter was secure, right? That was a big part yeah, of it. Yeah, they, they definitely established the perimeter to keep him contain, contained there. Um, at that point, you know, he'd already shot several people, and they obviously wanted to keep that limited. You've got the highway nearby um, you've got someone's house. You, I think they were on someone's uh, property nearby, and, and you know, at that point, the I'm sure one of the goals is to keep you know loss of life minimized at that point. Um, to, so they achieved that goal uh, in that sense. Right. They were they were making sure that what happened two miles away wasn't going to happen anywhere else. Uh-huh, it was, I mean, and it already went across a public space in the News River Greenway. I mean, no one obviously is running along the Greenway and, you know, thinks that could be a possibility. Absolutely. Um, and we do know, like you said, that he was taken into custody a little after 930, that he had a single gunshot wound. Um, he went to the hospital. He went to rehab. And and now he's in the juvenile system. What's next? I, th- I think, you know, he's being tried as an adult. Um, at the at this very moment, you know, he doesn't have much of a traceable history that's public domain. Uh, like he doesn't have because uh, he's still being he's, treated. Yes, as a he's juvenile still being treated as a juvenile until like, he gets to that point. Right. Yeah. Um, authorities can't they can only release so much. Um, I'm not aware as far as a timeline as what when we'll find. I think out more. I don't think we have an actual court date yet. Mm-hmm. So I think it's just a waiting game. You know. Right. So yeah, we can only learn so much at that point. But there will obviously be. Heavy public interest in this case has gained national attention. Absolutely. And, and yeah, and I think it's so hard for us as journalists because we want to give people answers. People want to know why, how, you know, all of these questions that we have as well. And, and behind the scenes, uh, as you know, we're all working on this case right. to, to try to get those answers. Right. And it seems like we could get some answers and we could get a trial um, at some point. Uh, and, you know, I'm just struck by how... Uh, the suspect has a, a gunshot wound to the head, 
in this case and is able to survive and you know be taken to another facility and from all I know uh, is able to have all his brain function and is able to communicate you know in a lucid sense and uh, that's not something I thought we were going to get I thought you know that this guy that this suspect would not survive and we'd kind of never get uh, any sort of story or motive or anything of that sense but it looks like you know it, it will go it, it will, will in some fashion it will go through the court system right right, yeah. right. and at that point um as the district attorney of Wake County has told us that she expects him to be bound over as an adult. And at that point, it becomes part of the public record. Um, Ryan, thank you so much for breaking down this story for us. I really appreciate it. This has been the WREL Daily Download, a production of WREL News. Check out my two true crime podcasts, What Remains, focuses on solving cold cases with forensic science. Follow the Truth is about the murder of Michael Jordan's father in North Carolina in 1993. Find both of them in your podcast app. Are you struggling to get a good night's sleep? Look no further than Parkway Sleep. For 20 years, we have been your locally owned and operated sleep center. I'm Brandon Giggling, president of Parkway Sleep Health Centers. Did you know that people are waiting a staggering six to eight months for a sleep study at other sleep labs? At Parkway, we understand the importance of your sleep needs. That's why we offer openings within weeks, not months, saving you time. Don't let sleepless nights take over your life. Visit us today at parkwaysleep.com. Parkway Sleep Health Centers. Sound sleep, sound health. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.